Hi, filmmakers. Jason Brubaker with Filmmaking Stuff, where we show you how to make, market, and sell your movie. Um, my goal with this podcast and the website, Filmmaking Stuff, and my books and audio books and ebooks and and the programs that I do to uh, everything that I do is set up to help you effectively make, market, and sell movies without getting sucked into some crazy, outdated overly complicated so you never do anything type of deal and they're out there if you do searches for filmmaking information which i assume you do you've probably come across quite a few websites that talk about foreign pre-sales and all sorts of different complicated things and if you dive into that slippery slope um, one of the things that happens is hey you get a whole bunch of information but it's not always the most actionable information. So the question that really changed my life in filmmaking is, is when we, and I say we, it's my production team, people I've been working with for years, when we started asking ourselves the question, you know, given the resources that we have right now, what is the movie that we can make this year? And then with every movie that we made, we leveled up. We started small and we kept working our ways up so that by the time we get to the positions that we're all in right now, we have enough experience to kind of say, you know, we're ready for the next bigger project. And I think what happens for a lot of independent filmmakers is you start out and you start getting advice from people that have been doing it um, and their context of reality is a lot different. So the goal that I want to present is I want to I give you information that's professional, first of all. I want you to be able to do these things and make a viable business out of independent filmmaking. But at the same time, I don't want to make it so overly complicated just so I can sell you another ebook and pretend that you're getting some crazy information um, that frankly is not going to help you at all. As an aside, I, I just finished up a program with Tom Malloy. Uh, he's the author of Bankroll. He's personally responsible for raising over $25 million from private investors. Um, and we put together a program that explains exactly how he does that. And more importantly, we distilled it down into five actionable items so that you can do exactly that as well. And the responses that I'm getting um, from filmmakers is this is really great information. The only negative responses I'm getting are from people um, that call me up and they say, hey, Jason, you know, I really want a refund. And, I, and I'm like, well, why is that? And they say, well, you don't go into any of the stuff about foreign pre-sales. Um, you don't talk a lot about tax credits. And I'm really looking for that information. And my response is, okay, so have you raised money for your movie? No, I've never raised any money whatsoever. Okay, then why do you need all that extra information? And then the response to that is, because I think I need all that extra information in order to make a movie. And I say, Tom Malloy is responsible for raising over $25 million. And he spelled out exactly how he did that. What kind of information do you need over and above that? Well, to be honest, Jason, I, I just, I, I'm just more curious. I don't think I'm actually going to take action. Um, <laughs> so you can find out more about that. If you're interested, you can go to filmfinanceguide.com. But I tell you this, if you're not going to actually get on the phone and contact prospective investors and do the work, this is not a magic pill. It is simply a guide to help you get from point A to point B so that you can go out and you know exactly what you have to do in order to prep for a meeting with a prospective investor and, frankly, ask him for the money. And one of the great things about that program is Tom Loyola and I, um, we do a little bit of role play 
where I pretend I'm the prospective investor, he calls me on the phone, and then I give him a hard time. And I think it's really interesting, you know, to, to hear that because when we were coming up with the program, Tom and I, we were asking ourselves, you know, what do we wish we knew a decade ago that we don't know now? And so for those of you that are still raising money for movie, uh, check out filmfinanceguide.com. Um, it's, it's a very no-fluff approach. Uh, it will work for beginners, and it will work for veterans who, frankly, want a no-fluff approach. However, once again, I repeat this. If you are looking for all sorts of complicated things or some sort of magic bullet that's going to suddenly make money rain down from the heavens uh, into your pocket, you know, that's not the program. Um, and frankly, I, I don't know if I'm the right guy for you because I know there's tons of websites out there that will sell you all that stuff. And I guarantee five years from now, you will be, uh, it'll, be it'll be paralysis from analysis. Or is it analysis of paralysis? Either way, you're going to keep researching and researching and researching, but you're never going to hit the go button. So I urge you to really think about your approach and um, really, you know, sometimes the simplest, most no-fluff approach works the best, and that's what Tom and I laid out for you. Speaking of no-fluff approaches, one of the things that I've been learning uh, in my time working over at Chill and, and trying to figure out this whole distribution stuff is... And, and, and let me give you a little bit of a backstory. The reason I took the role at Chill um, is mainly because uh, Brian Norgard uh, approached me, and, and I think I think his his line that stuck with me, and the reason I decided to move forward is he said, "You're always trying to help filmmakers source an audience and expand that audience. Why don't you join a team of 19 other people that are working to solve the exact same challenge?" And frankly, in the past three months that I got there, I initially thought, you know what, Chill is a platform that's out there. It's competing with a bunch of other platforms, and I'll get to that in a second. But what I found is behind the scenes, we are constantly looking to solve that problem. And most of the people on the team come from social media, advertising backgrounds, and we're really looking for ways to help you source an audience. How do, you, how do you find people that are interested in your movie? And secondly, how do you entice and incentivize and, and help those people tell their friends about your movie so that they come back to the point of sale and they participate in what it is that you have to offer? And you're going to hear me talk more and more about some of the things that we're doing over there. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that we haven't released that I'm not at liberty to really talk about. Um, but today I want to focus on one of the things that we have um, made very much public that I think it will help you. Um, and, and, I, and I want to talk about why you, as a filmmaker, need to sell merchandise with your movies. So once you make your movie... And for those of you that have made your movie, you, you understand this. But there's a time right after you make your movie, you're probably in the festivals. Um, if you've made a movie that's remarkable, that is that people really want to talk about your movie and they really want to see it, you're going to start getting emails asking when your movie is available. And this period of time, it is called the social window. And I've talked about that in the past. But it's a time when your fans are most eager to buy your movie and frankly, because these fans are so eager and rabid and enthusiastic, this is also the time when they're most willing to tell their friends about your movie. So you're no, you will know you're in the social window 
When you find yourself responding to all of those emails and requests with, with, with something that sounds a lot like this, hey, uh, thanks so much for, for, um, for your interest. Uh, we're actually waiting for our distribution deal, so please check back soon. Once we have distribution, we'll let you know how to get the movie. Um, you know, and, and here's what you have to understand. These people are the most enthusiastic and eager to buy your movie. So at this stage of the game, you could literally put your movie... Uh, well, you could put it in the anonymous marketplaces like iTunes and Amazon, and you could literally put it on any of the other 200 video players. There's probably even more by the time you're listening to this out there. And I'm telling you, these early adopter Rabbit fans will buy your movie. If it were possible, you could put your movie on the moon. And these people that are super enthusiastic about it will find your movie, and they would buy it. So here's, here's something that I'm going to propose to you. Knowing that you have rabid fans that are willing to buy now, and, and frankly, you know, you're probably making them wait for a traditional distribution deal um, because you want the best for your movie. I understand that. And, and it's a whole other subject to, to get into, and I, and I don't want to do it so much right now. But I will tell you that these people lose enthusiasm. They get distracted. Friends, family, kids, bills, college funds. So that movie that they're excited about that they send you an email about today, you do not want that excitement to wane. And one of the things that you can do for these fans when you decide to go to market is you can sell merchandise with your movie. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, the ongoing goal of Chill is to help you source and expand your audience reach. And through our data analysis, and, and this is really interesting, what we found is that many early adopting Rabid fans, they want more than just the movie. So one of the things that Chill has done in response to this demand is we now provide filmmakers with the ability to bundle merchandise with the movie. And so the response is significant. You know, with some of our titles out there, more than 50% of the purchases include a merchandise bundle. So they come to the site thinking that they're just going to buy the movie, and then half of the people end up buying merchandise on top of the movie. So think of it this way. You could, as mentioned earlier, you could choose to release your movie in any one of those anonymous popular marketplaces out there. And as, I, and as I said, there's a lot of great uh, platforms. There's a lot of great uh, video players. Um, your website's probably pretty good. But, and, and if you were to point, you know, a link to that point of sale on your website or sell directly out of your website, again, people are going to buy because they're going to buy your movie no matter where it's at. But what you have to understand is even though you're making sales, you have to ask yourself, what is the opportunity cost? And in this case, what is the missed opportunity costing you? I had a story about how when we released our first feature, and this was a major mistake, we went for like six months looking at all these distribution deals, while meanwhile our film went viral and people keep coming back to our website and they kept emailing us, when is the movie going to be available? And we kept saying, we're waiting for a distribution deal and blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, those people disappeared. Well, so those people, you know, probably maybe some of them came back and they bought the movie at like $9.99 or whatever the average cost is of selling a movie. And frankly, most movies, when you do a new release, hover around $10 a transaction. And what that means is if you're selling your movie on any number of these platforms for $10 a pop, you would have to sell 
to 10 people, 10 separate transactions to make $100. Um, but this is where bundling merchandise with your, with your movie becomes very helpful. So let's say that you produce a movie about skateboarding. And if you don't know this, you're just getting to know me. I'm a rabid fan of skateboarding and skateboarding movies in general uh, because I used to skate. In fact, I have this fantasy of buying a skateboard, um, which may very well happen. Uh, one of my buddies who works at Chill, we were talking about it. He actually went out last weekend and bought a skateboard. And believe me, we're both probably way too old to be skateboarding. Um, but let's say I'm super into skateboarding and my buddy, you know, um, uh, is out there and, and he just bought this skateboarding movie on chill and what he realized is, you know, he could buy more than just the movie. And so on the high end, for $10,000 on chill, um, and one of the things that's available is a top skateboarder featured in the movie will actually fly to your neighborhood and skateboard with you. Uh, but the problem is you probably don't have an extra $10,000. So, by comparison, suddenly the $100 skateboard package looks very appealing. And because, you know, presumably the person buying this package is a rabid fan of skateboarding movies, like me, and instead of limiting that purchase to just one movie at $10, this person happily spends $100. So if you're hearing me again, you make with one person the same amount of money that you would make with 10 transactions in one of the other marketplaces. And now this is, uh, this is in revenue. You've got to subtract fees and you've got to look into all of that stuff. But what I'm saying is it's more bang for the buck, right? And you have to, you have to set your prices accordingly. But it's amazing to think this way because it means one person can deliver as much value as 10 people in one of the anonymous marketplaces. And, and here's the kicker. Because I'm a rabid skateboard movie fan, I buy this great package. I'm so enthusiastic that when I go through the transaction, um, I, I won't say that you're forced into this, but you're very strongly encouraged to tweet and share your experience on Facebook. And again, because I'm super stoked because I'm a skateboarder and I got more than just the movie, um, uh, you know, I've happily tweeted out. I happily share it on Facebook. And because Chill, every time you share out from that landing page, because Chill puts a trailer complete with a buy now button in every one of those shares, suddenly all of my other skateboarding rabid fans who happen to be reading my tweets see that and they watch the trailer right in Twitter and then they click the buy now button and they come back to the landing page and the process repeats itself over and over and over. Now, there is a time and a place to expand into anonymous marketplaces for added discovery, but I'm telling you it's not up front. And irregardless of whether or not you use Chill, you have to understand that your rabid fans, the ones that are taking the time to email you while you're still waiting for some crazy traditional distribution deal that frankly no longer exists in this new world paradigm, you know, you're leaving money on the table. And you're especially leaving money on the table that as soon as you release it, um, you, just, you just get it out there in all these marketplaces. You're like, buy it. Just go buy it for $9.99 or whatever, you know, the common price is when you could do so much more. Um, and it's no mistake, when you visit Chill, you're going to see that we borrowed a lot of the philosophy from crowdfunding. And for good reason, it works. You have different kinds of pricing tiers out there because in your audience, you have different people that are looking for different things. And you have to price accordingly and really meet the demand of those people 
you know, wherever they're at on the stratosphere. So um, that's why, uh, you know, the topic of today's talk was uh, why you need to sell movie merchandise. Um, I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I'm just going to take it aside and, and just speak to you frankly. Um, the fact that you're taking the time to listen to this podcast, it, it totally means a lot to me. Um, every time that I get an email from somebody that listens to this and, and they write me and they're like, Jason, I listened to your podcast. Um, you know, I really liked what you said about this. I didn't like what you said about that. Could you please talk a little bit more about this? That really helps me because at this point, you know, my days are so busy. You know, I wake up um, and, and I go straight to work and frankly, sometimes I work out and I really got to work out a lot more as I'm sure you do as well. Um, but just disciplining myself, I'm pretty much working from uh, 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. Um, so when I do these podcasts, just know that I'm taking this time. Uh, these are things I could probably be doing something else entirely, but I want to provide as much value to you as humanly possible. And because I'm working on the inside and I'm kind of seeing the inner workings of Hollywood these days, you know, if you have questions, please email me. It's jason at filmmakingstuff.com. It may take me a couple days to get back to you because uh, my email, it's kind of like a Twitter feed these days. But I really care about you. I really care about your success. And the only way that we're going to win this game is uh, by joining forces, sharing ideas, and doing it together. So I hope today's podcast was useful to you. Again, for those of you that are looking for financing, check out Film Finance Guide. Um, but don't get it unless you plan on actually following the steps. And <laughs> the second part is for those of you that have a movie – and, and you're coming up on a release date, really consider bundling it with some merchandise. I think you're going to be very happy about some of the results. And frankly, your audience, the people that really care about your movie, are going to be even more happy. So this has been a podcast of uh, filmmaking stuff. To find out more about filmmaking stuff, feel free to visit filmmakingstuff.com. And uh, any questions, once again, email me, jason at filmmakingstuff. All right, everybody, take action and make your movie now.